today on It's Time. That Holy Spirit protects you from lies of the world that would surplant what God has placed in your heart. I hear the calling, it's time. Welcome to It's Time, the daily Bible teaching program of Mike Kessler, pastor of the River Christian Fellowship in Twin Falls, Idaho. Today, we're going verse by verse through the book of 1 John. So turn there in your Bible and join Pastor Mike. This is one of the problems with Judaism in the Old Testament. They would acknowledge the Father, but they would not acknowledge the Son, even though the Son was mentioned all the way through the Old Testament, whether it was Abraham and Isaac, or whether it was speaking of that which was to come concerning King David, that there would be one that would be greater than him. Now, when we look at this, it says something important that I think we cannot get around. He that denies the Father and the Son... Well, the spirit of Antichrist is upon him. So if you deny who Jesus Christ is, that he's the only Savior, you're in violation of Scripture. Well, you know, who's Jesus? Well, you know, Jesus was a really cool dude, you know, had long hair, went around, ate fish and bread, you know, and stuff like that. And uh, No, who is Jesus really? Who do you say that I am? Jesus asked his disciples. Well, if you ask people in cults, you'll get a myriad of different answers. Now, when we go to Matthew chapter 1, Matthew chapter 1, don't turn there, but just remember this, it's there in your Bible. It said, he shall be called Emmanuel, which means God with us. It says those exact words in your Bible. He shall be called Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. He's not swearing there. He's saying who Jesus Christ is. He's God the Father manifested in the flesh before us. We lost that fellowship back in the garden when man rebelled against God. It was restored in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Not religion, friends. It's a relationship with a daddy in heaven who loves you, my little children, John said. Now, you say, why is that important? Well, the cults say all kinds of things who Jesus is. And by the way, if you ever want to get into an interesting discussion with anyone, ask somebody, who is Jesus? Well, to the Jehovah's Witnesses, he's Michael the Archangel. He's not God. To the Mormons, he's the half-brother of Lucifer. God had many sons. The devil, Lucifer, uh, Jesus, uh, many. uh, And so he's not the only son of God. When you talk to Mideastern religions, he was a reincarnated of one of the greats. If you talk to people in the uh, New Age movement, uh, we're all Jesuses. You're Jesus, I'm Jesus, cuckoo, cuckoo, let's all group together. 
you'll talk to people and they'll say, well, Jesus was a phantom. He wasn't real. This book was just kind of written so we would have an idea of the, of the flow of God. But the Bible says he's real. That second part of the Trinity, the Bible says that he's God. And he shall be called Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. Now we have another issue here, the other side of the sword. There are people today in groups around that say that there is no Heavenly Father, that there is no Holy Spirit, there is just Jesus only. And when you die and you get before God, you're going to see some freakish three-headed God thing. This is what they say. No, if they would spend any time at all reading their Bible, they would see that Jesus says he will be seated at the right hand of the Father. What it says. But they say, no, there is no Jesus, there is no Holy Spirit, there is no Heavenly Father, it's just Jesus only. Thus the name, the Jesus only doctrine. They're in our town, they're around, you need to know about this so you can defend your faith. When I show them, he that denies the Father and the Son hath the spirit of Antichrist, they don't really have much to say. It kind of knocks the wheels off the bus. You know, one of the things I hate is to know what they're saying is wrong, but not know how to defend my faith. 1 John 2.22 should be circled in your Bible or marked in the front of your Bible when it comes to who is Jesus. So you can show anybody that believes Jesus is the half-brother of Satan or he's Michael the archangel or he's just one of the greats, Buddha, Muhammad, Jesus, uh, Martin Luther King. And, you know, he, he was just one of those enlightened ones to show us the way. No, it's not what it says. It says that Jesus and the Father, if you deny them who they are, it's pretty serious as it says in 2.22. He is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. You need to know how to defend your faith. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either, and whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Now that doesn't mean that they make acknowledgement that, oh yes, Jesus existed, because the Bible says even the demons believe and tremble. What it's talking about, do you believe that Jesus is the only Son of God? That's what it's talking about. And if they can't say, well, God had a lot of sons. Well, you know that the spirit of error is working there and that, that you know that the Holy Spirit is not teaching you through them. Whoever denies the son does not have the father either. He acknowledges the son has the father also. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. Okay, a couple things here. First, if you like to underline things in your Bible, underline the word let, because that is a condition of your will. You have to let who God is abide in you. It's real easy to to negate that and just think it automatically happens. I like automatics. I like them in my car. I happen to like my guns that are automatic as well. Now, that sounds radical, doesn't it? But the point is, I don't like to shift. 
Because I found when I was a kid, I liked it. But you know, that was back when the earth was cooling and we didn't have cell phones and Pepsis. Well, the thing is, it's nice to be able to hold on to your cell phone and hold on to your Pepsi and drive all at the same time. Don't, kids, don't try this at home. But the thing is, if you've got to be shifting and pushing clutches, you don't have time. You might spill your pop. Well, I like automatics. But the problem is, when it comes to our relationship with God, it's not automatic. It's a decision of your will. Let that abide. That means reside and settle down inside of you who God is. Because remember this, he's your daddy. If you forget your daddy, you will be subject to a lie of the world. But if you know who your daddy is, that knowledge that you have of God protects you, that Holy Spirit protects you from lies of the world that would supplant what God has placed in your heart. Therefore, he says, which you've heard from the beginning. Again, as you remember, we kept going back to the beginning when he would write to the fathers because you've known him from the beginning. That's one of the reasons maybe you might know spiritually where you're at if you always remember where your beginning is. If what you have heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us eternal life. I like that. Eternal life. The devil always wants to take that away from you. Well, you sin, God will never have you in his presence ever again. I got to say, a lot of Christians are sometimes a good spokesman for the devil. Because they're some of the worst condemning, biting, gossipy people I've ever met in my life. But you're not like that. You're to be an encourager. And again, when we see somebody overtaken in a fault, we go to him, we put our arm around him, brother, sister in the Lord, how can I help you? That's what we're supposed to do. That's what love is. Love doesn't say, hey, everybody over here, look at them, what they, I, oh man, I'll tell you, being raised in the church, I, I always kid people about this. I said, some of you are raised in the bars and I was raised in church and I bet you my stories are as weird as yours are. Oh, I just loved, he used to go to a Wednesday night back in California. We had prayer meeting. I believe in prayer. I think it's really important. But true prayer isn't telling God what he already knows. When I heard a woman say, oh God, did you see the six o'clock news tonight? God goes, no, I guess I didn't. But evidently, she, sure, he didn't hear it. Because for the next 10 minutes in her prayer, she told him the 6 o'clock news. But what was even crazier than that, she told him what to do about the 6 o'clock news. And when she was done, then we had another person pray. Oh God, we pray for Sally. She's pregnant. No one knows. Gossip praying. Great stuff, isn't it? This is the thing you want to just kind of in, envelop around you. I realize these people are growing in Jesus. 
I realize that. But the thing is, we, as we mature in Christ, we want to do what the Bible says we need to do. And that means, the Bible says, to put our arm and shield our brothers and sisters from the storm. Sometimes a storm comes from church. Sometimes it comes from the world. Sometimes it comes directly from the devil. But wherever it comes from, we need, the Bible says, to recognize when we say Father in heaven, that makes us brothers and sisters in Christ. And I want to take good care of those people that I love. That's what love is. If we say we have a relationship with Jesus and we have a relationship with God, yet we're, we're, we're rejoicing at the downfall of other Christians so I can feel a little better about my... I'm bad, but I'm not as bad as they are. Pride of life. It'll drain the life right out of you. These things I've written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from him, that's where the source is, is Jesus Christ. That is the source of your anointing. What does anointed mean? Separated out for God's purpose. Ooh, I like that. That anointing, and again, which you have received from him abides in you And you do not need that anyone teach you, but the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. What it's saying here is God's Holy Spirit, as it abides in us, protects us. See, the way we learn, we learn from others. But there's so much stuff out there like going on the Internet. Well, everything on the Internet's true. Boy, you look at some of the crazy stuff that's on the internet. I'll tell you, I I guess people just lay around in the daytime thinking of crazy stuff that they can make up to put on the internet, hopefully to mess somebody up, I guess. What's even scarier is that they may actually believe this junk. Well, the thing is, the Holy Spirit is that filter in which that information comes through. And when we hear something that is of God, yeah, it comes into our heart. But when something isn't, the Holy Spirit blocks it because it isn't right. That's why we have to let the Spirit of God reside in us because when it abides in you, it will protect your heart. What you believe is how you live your life. And I don't care whether you're a Christian or you're not. Well, I care, but I'm, I'm saying it's irregardless whether you're a Christian or not a Christian. How What you believe is how you live your life. If you believe you're evolved sludge, your life is meaningless, and therefore I'm going to live however I want to live because there is no repercussions. And you see people destroying themselves in habits that they wish they'd have never gotten themselves into. But if you believe you were divinely created by God, you were placed on this earth for a purpose. And if we'd spend 10 seconds in asking God, what is that purpose? We would find an eternal destiny rather than a flash in the pan. You see, the Holy Spirit teaches us to strengthen us and give us his understanding. The Bible says the God of this world has blinded the people of this world's eyes. 
that they do not see what God has done for them. And by the way, you'll hear me oftentimes on the radio, on to every man and answer, when somebody will ask me to pray for somebody, uh, their uh, son or daughter or loved one, uh, friend that uh, doesn't know Christ, I always pray that God will bind Satan from that person's eyes so that they can see what God offers them. Why? Because there's nothing more the devil wants to do than blind people from the truth of God's word because it changes your life forever. Now again, it isn't just knowledge. It's a heart change. Jesus said, marvel not in John 3. He said to Nicodemus that you must be born again. It's not an option. It's a requirement. Why? Because until we give God that permission to come into our life, first of all, to clean us out, But second of all, to open our eyes to the wiles of the devil. You know, he just loves to trip humankind up. I've shared this before, but I believe the reason why is because the whole fall of Satan, personally, this is what I believe from studying the scripture for many, many years. I believe that, in fact, the Bible says, God created human beings a little lower than the angels. I think the angels in heaven, Lucifer, all of them, they didn't care. That's great. Another group of creation, lower than us, that's great. We don't care. But then God gave the rest of the plan. Those that choose me, having never seen me or known me, you angels have always been in my presence. Those that have never seen me or known me and chose to love me, those I'm going to elevate above the angels and I'm going to call them my bride. Ooh. I believe Satan didn't like that. In fact, Isaiah 14 says that pride entered Satan's heart, Lucifer's heart, and said, I will be as the Most High God. But what was weird is one third of the stars, the angels, agreed with Lucifer. I think it had something to do with us human folk. I do. And I think this is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, it says, do you not know that someday you will judge angels? Yeah, the angels that tripped humankind up ever since the beginning. You don't think there's demonic forces going on in this world? Listen to Charlie Manson. Listen to what his philosophy at the time was. That he was going to kill Sharon Tate and and cause a race war, and then he had these children that never heard the word no, who were negatively programmed, which unfortunately a lot of the psychologists today have developed into child-rearing. Charlie Manson theology, now in all of our child-rearing books. Never tell your child no, never spank your child, all those things. So he had this group of super children. I happen to have a friend who had one of the, her little boy was abducted by him out in the desert. And then when the race war started and the whites all killed the blacks and the blacks all killed the whites and there was nobody else left, Charlie would emerge from the, from the desert with his race of super children and repopulate the earth with children that never heard the word no. That's what that was all about. You don't think the philosophy of the devil is alive and well on the planet Earth? I think when, uh, when angels, or maybe I should say demons, look at humankind, I think they sit back and they say, how can we kill them? Well, that person's, uh, that person's not a Christian. I don't care if they're a human being, kill them anyway. You don't think so? 
Look at the people hooked up on alcohol. Look at the people hooked up on drugs. You know, those aren't Christians. Yet the devil's out to kill them. Why? Hates human beings. Hates them. In fact, the Bible says in Revelation, halfway through the tribulation period, a war, a war breaks out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought. The devil and his demons fought. And they were cast out and they were never allowed to go into that heavenly throne room again and accuse the brethren. And the Bible says Satan comes down to this world full of wrath. He knows his time is short and he wreaks havoc on this earth. The Bible says two-thirds of the world's population dies because of his behavior. You don't think... You think, I've had people say, well, I'm not a Christian, devil's on my side. Oh, 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 oh. oh, man, talk about being deceived. The devil just looks at humankind, Christian or not, and goes, ugh, you took away my position. Yeah, someday you're going to judge angels. All those demons that wreaked havoc on, on earth, that's what I believe that we're going to see. And he says... You concerning all things, and is true, and not a lie, and just as it is taught you, you will abide in him. Verse 28, and we'll finish in these two verses. And now little children abide, live, reside in him. And when he appears, that we may be confident and not ashamed before him at his coming. But you know that he's righteous, and you know that everyone who practiced righteousness is born of him. Maybe I'll, I told you a story. I'll, I'll close with verse one of chapter three. Behold, that means, hey, look. And when do I need to look? Well, I need to look when I have guilt in my life. I need to look when I have trials in my life. I, ha- I have to look at that when I, I'm, I'm martyred for some reason for what I've done, maybe lose my job at work or whatever. Behold, what manner of love the Father has given unto us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it didn't know him. The God of this world blinded people's eyes. This morning, if you're not a Christian, you need to get right with God. You're on the wrong road. And if you're on the wrong road, that means you're not going to arrive at your destination you want. A life fulfilled. The Bible says to repent. That means turn from your darkness. Now, friends, I want to tell you something. I can't do that on my own. I know a lot of people say, well, I like to come to Christ, but I can't turn away from all the sin. There's too much in my life. I acknowledge that. God acknowledges that. But God says, you have a willingness in your heart to repent. He'll strengthen you to overthrow that. That's what you want. I can't. I can't fight the devil, friends. You can't fight the devil. We got little bitty fists. I'm going to get you, devil. God comes along and he goes, I destroyed him. And he removes him. See, who's your daddy? My little children, John kept saying. I pray today you have a relationship with your father in heaven. And if you don't, we're going to pray right now so that you do. What keeps God from being first in your life is sin. Jesus came to annihilate sin so you could have a relationship with God. And Jesus, that great Savior, separated us 
from our past. If you need to pray, let's pray right now. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. And I'm sorry and I repent of the foolish way that I have lived. I want to be your child. From this day forward, I accept you as king of my life. And so I want to be about your business. Show me what to do each day, Daddy. Thank you for your everlasting life. That I can spend eternity with you and fill me, empower me with your Holy Spirit. Let it reside in me. Let it abide in me in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on It's Time as Pastor Mike teaches verse by verse through the Bible. If you've missed a program or would like to catch up, you can do so by getting it from the It's Time podcast in the iTunes store or by downloading it from the It's Time website at theriverchristianfellowship.com. On behalf of Pastor Mike and the rest of us here at the River Christian Fellowship, thanks for listening. And tune in next time for It's Time.